The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, hello. Here we go. Oh, boy. Hang on. That sounded weird. Oh, boy. You'd think I'd do that ahead of time. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. The Eric Zancho podcast from the Impact Power Sports Studio. That's becoming a tradition. Give that thing a whack and off we go. So glad that you are here. We have dogs that have calmed down and that makes me happy because they weren't a second ago, which means I'm trying to get my work done while screaming. Shut up! Knock it off! Oh my God! Uh, my gosh. Excited because today of the, is the day of great food giveaway four with tampons. And still, the genesis of this is uh, is really fantastic. It it took a few attempts for you, the audience, to get through to my thick skull that we should do it. It was uh, the first guy, Denny Porter, in on Thanksgiving 2020. Hey, I want to give away some food to a family for Thanksgiving. Ah, not enough time. And he was, and I was right. But and besides, it was like one person. I was like, ah, I don't want to just give away one. Come on now. It's, uh, we have to have some some oomph behind it. I mean, it, it would be on brand if uh, my little podcast gave away one meal. I guess that's better than none, you know? And then uh, the uh, suggestion was made again, and I just happened to, hey, this guy, Denny, wants to give away a meal. And then you all, you know who you are. I'm not exactly sure which particular person. I'm guessing one of the usual suspects live on the chat said, hey, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's do a food drive. Megan right away said, yeah, you can do it at Irvine's. That'll be, that's a, that's a perfect place to do it. Like, well, all right, I I guess so. Let's, let's do it. So it was kind of like you, you, you shoved me into it as an audience. And I was all right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. And now it's like, ah, fuck yeah. A couple phone calls were made to Meyer, this guy, Joshua Rockhold, helped me organize the food. Um, like he helped me logistically because when you buy that amount, a little weird to just go in and clean out the shelves. It's much easier to just have someone pull the food for you, get it all organized. So that was uh, up and running. And then I had Mike Ball, who knows the guy that I'm talking to. Ball delivers his confectionery goodness, uh, his little Debbie snack. So he knows that guy. And then Mike is instrumental with picking up the food and hauling it all to Irvine's. And then we boxed it away. And uh, about the only uh, uh, drawback was there were former Zaniacs there who probably beaten off onto the food. But uh, whatever, it's neither here nor there. But uh, after we were finally able to weed them out, uh, we've been able to have a fantastic event. Sorry, I had to go there. I still got to be me. So here we are, great food giveaway number four. Now, last year, uh, I was like, fuck that. We don't even need the former Zaniacs. Let's do, let's double the amount of uh, 
money that we collect for food, which we did. And we bought 200 meals. But I w- it was a little bit of a setback, in my opinion, because we had difficulty giving it all away. This year, it's the opposite. I wish we had the 200 meals because uh, there's been enough chatter about the event. What with yesterday's uh, public radio appearance. Not so fast. Public television. That fight scene in Anchorman with um, who's the guy smoking the pipe. Public TV in that great Anchorman fight scene. Tim Robbins, I think. Yeah. Anyway. And then uh, Fox 17 helped out and you've all shared it. So away we go. We added this year the addition uh, of tampons. And I just saw images that uh, Megan sent of boxes and boxes. They went ahead and uh, made all the purchases, Megan and Jamie. And holy shit. We are talking a lot of uh, feminine products. People pull up today. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I imagine they'll be lined up beforehand and we will be all set and then we'll just start giving the food out then but you know i mean it's it's going to be a uh, a slammed event to be sure if you'd like to just visit and see us doing our thing just to hang out i mean honestly um we've got all the hands we need but i'm not kidding you the more people who show up to just hang out it just looks more welcoming You've got people who are driving up who are in such a bad spot. They can't afford a ham. So with an outpouring of hello, how are you? We love you's and virtual hugs and high fives and waves and regular hugs and whatever. I don't know if we'll be kissing. Um, that will probably move the meter with them on an emotional level as well as they get a great meal and maybe some tampons and maybe some pet food thank you to the grand rapids pitbull alliance for joining us at the event they kind of uh that connection was made early on the very first one they've been with us the whole damn time and if you want more information about the grand rapids pitbull alliance that's an easy thing to remember you can check them out if you ever want to help those folks out. They are always looking for volunteers or maybe somebody to make a donation to them to help them in their outreach for wayward pets, not just pit bulls. It's not like they go, oh, yeah, you're not a pit bull. We don't want you. It's all pets, but that's the brand, so you kind of stick with it. Besides, uh, pit bulls are the maligned animal. The malign dog. It's not nearly as bad, I don't think, these days. As long as one of those fuckers doesn't, like, eat a baby. I mean, if, if it does happen, as long as it doesn't make the news. Truth be told, all dogs sometimes have terrible things, uh, are involved in terrible things, you know. Take care of your dogs, for God's sake. I mean, let's be honest. If Bruce is over here, or O'Neal, O'Neal, the calmest dog in America, and a baby comes up and uh, tries to do paper mache and cut off his ears, I'm guessing he's going to get pissed off. 
So that is today. We're going to get to uh, Irvine's right around 2 p.m. Mike Ball bringing, he's picking the food up today at noon from Meyer in the uh, in his vehicle, in his trailer. And then he hauls it over to Irvine's. We box the food and then people show up and we give it away. We just give the food away. Then afterwards, we head over to the world-famous Beltline Bar and uh, we do our thing. Entertainment is uh, Hurricane Ashley. Wow. Keep your cell phones ready to shoot video of something happening. Who knows? A little too cold to wash dogs in the sink, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if we'll actually have any dogs there. Maybe she'll take a bath in the sink. I don't know. Who knows? Chris... Of course, pointing out that the Beltline Bar is the is, uh, inventors of the wet burrito. Johnny B Zero, who made his his uh, first appearance yesterday on the chat, is uh, is back. Good morning, you awesome people. Johnny B trying to make friends. That is fantastic. Uh, Ryan's under the weather. Got a sore throat. Linda, under the weather. Taking a COVID test. Megan says, stay out of my sink. I think you can pretty much just direct that at one person. I would say bathroom sinks are for washing your hands or maybe uh, dumping the coffee in, in the workplace. I'm guessing you don't want dogs in there. You will see the world's greatest coffee maker. At Irvine's. Come check us out and then we'll give the food away. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you to everybody who has uh, thrown money in our virtual hat. Uh, At final check. I think the grand total is just north of 50 people filled uh, our coffers with the cash needed, 51, to give us $5,220. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And away we go. Uh, Yesterday, I was driving quite a distance to the uh, wonderful burgeoning community of Greenville, Michigan. A new sponsor of mine. And uh, this was my first visit there. Uh, We we don't officially start talking about this facility until uh, February 1. But uh, it is my first venture into the cannabis industry. Uh, this new sponsor starting February 1 is um, Green Medicine Shop in Greenville, Michigan. Now, this is a unique scenario. Uh, I have to really work hard to um, turn the marketing around that they are spending money on into a success. And this is why. This is interesting. Uh 
Shawnee and Matt are the owners, husband and wife team, put their life savings into this business. It turns out that though recreational marijuana in Michigan is 100% legal, in your community that you live in, the quote-unquote board, in this case a seven-member team in Greenville, Michigan, can make a ordinance to make it so that you can't sell it. Greenville is one of those communities. You have seven people on the board. Three voted, yes, we want uh, medic, uh, recreational. There is a, a tremendous dollar value that flows into the community. And if you either you, you smoke it or you don't. They're not going to... Th- they're not going to be like convincing people to go smoke it. It's just if you do, you get it from that place. Well, the board said, no, nah, not in our town. So Green Medicine Shop, they've been in business for a bit. Um, not that long. They, ha- they are a medical cannabis facility. The only difference is to purchase their cannabis, you need a uh, med card. And those are very easy to get. Literally, you can get it in 24 hours. It's a phone call. So people come in, they show their fucking card, whatever, and then they buy their cannabis. So I, I, I walk in. They, I, I'm in the back room with all of the product that is grown uh, from people uh, locally. And then, uh, yeah, they do their thing and then they, they sell it. And there's a lot of variables that are involved with medical cannabis that are different than uh, recreational. And, and we'll get into that as time passes. But these poor people are just trying to make a living. And these, these people that live, that run the board, they're like, oh, no, 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 not in our town. And they're like, well, yeah, but you understand that uh, our projections show tens of thousands of dollars to the Greenville community when the money is all spent. Um why not? And they're being total assholes about it, the board. So this is the way they're doing business, and uh, it's my job. This is this is my plan. For those of you that partake, and I don't, but I'm going to lead the brigade of people in the audience who do partake. So the plan is, in addition to normal marketing that you hear on my show, I said to them, I go, I am going to have show field trips to come see you to actually uh, hand deliver you my audience on an Eric Zane show podcast, cannabis field trip. We'll meet like at the local park and ride here. And then we're going to drive up 45 minutes to Greenville, Michigan, and you're going to buy pot. By the way, there's differences in the grade of medical cannabis as compared to recreational medical medical cannabis has more of the stuff you want in it than recreational cannabis i don't know enough to explain it but shawnee does she's a pharmacist uh shawnee uh i'm sorry a pharmacy tech by trade or she was she's not anymore but um there's a lot of um chemistry involved why the medicinal cannabis is better than recreational cannabis but anyway 
I bring this all up because I was headed up there for this meeting and I encountered the gift that keeps on giving. I've been talking about something this week that has been a storyline on consecutive days. I encountered something. I want to see if you can guess it. Like people in the chat, I'm actually giving you the green light to try to guess uh, what I was, uh, what was in my line of sight as I was headed up to the uh, medical cannabis provisioning center, Green Medicine Shop in Greenville, Michigan. Let's put it this way. I started laughing out loud. It's the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Cole says, Greg, no, 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 not Greg. Aram says the Freeburn hot wings billboard. Chris says the Zaniac in their nat- natural habitat. <laughs> Joe Martinez says my van. <laughs> and yes, I look up in the rearview mirror and I, I'm like, who, what type of asshole drives around in a commercial van that's all beat to fuck? What kind of, what kind of sick fuck Mexican loser is going to be uh, uh, doing that? Driving around in a van all fucked up. Only a real asshole uh, would do this. And there it is. The van I've been talking about all week that was in my driveway. The one that Chris, the Mexican, I think Chris is a Mexican, fucked up right on 131. And then brought it back to my house and left it there and didn't tell anybody. And Joe Martinez, his little birds were flying around. They saw the incident happen and informed them that Chris, the Mexican, fucked up his fucking work van. Oh, my God. I mean, it's been a... For days now, I've been talking about it. And I look up yesterday after just telling the story of how that all unfolded. And then in my rearview mirror is this fucked up van. I immediately pick up the phone, stop looking at the road, merge onto 131 North off of 196 West, and text fuckface, hey, are you driving around? Is that you driving in that fucked up van? Oh my God. He says, no, that's uh, Jordan. Chris says, was it rapidly approaching in the rear view? I see David is in here. I'm guessing that's David, America's favorite Italian Chinese dude. David is uh, number two in the company. Of course, uh, Senor Martinez is the big swinging dick at A&E. Uh, I'm guessing that's David. Jordan was driving it around and I I actually wrote to Joe. I go, Hey man, I saw him. Holy shit. It's following me. This is fantastic. I said, I I need to let you know though. I didn't see any, uh, suspect driving. 
Everything was uh, on the up and up. It wasn't a weaving in and out of traffic. Okay, those fuckers are never going to drive bad again. Okay, you know, as the dust settles on this, hopefully Chris doesn't lose his job. I don't think he will. I mean, he's going to pay for the repair. But that motherfucker has learned a lesson. He's been humiliated on the podcast for his fucking driving. All right? this is, You can't be bumper to bumper like you're trying to get into America at the border of Tijuana, fuckhead. Get off people's ass. You know that kid from now on is going to be 2 and 10 on the wheel. Eyes forward. Don't you dare try to contact him while he's driving that van. Aram wants to fuck with my sponsors today. You know how I feel about that when you do that, don't you? I mean, it's one thing if I'm busting balls about that. That's a yellow card. In fact, I'm going to give you two yellows to earn a red for the comment. If they can't even drive, I am concerned about their ability to fix HVAC equipment. Uh, I usually come down hard on people who attack the sponsors. So you're about to eat some time here. Yeah, shut up. It's okay for me to say something about the driving. It's not okay for you to dog my sponsors. Fuck you. Eat 10 minutes. One day you'll learn. Joe Martinez says that uh, Chris is Chris Mexican, by the way. I mean, I got to start labeling him with some type of, uh, with some ethnic slurs. Joe Martinez says he's still trying to figure out how I knew. Aram says he doesn't work on HVAC equipment. He's the assistant. Jordan has been spending a year uh, learning uh, the trade. That's why he was leading the install after Senor Martinez handed it off to him. And then Joe shows up and checks the work, make sure it's all okay. He's the all his fucking job is to get in that van and go get the parts and then smash into other motorists. Can you imagine if like uh Joe said uh, uh like didn't make that kid pay for it? He would have lost money on this job. Uh Joe says yes, he is in fact uh, Mexican, but not as sexy as he is. That I believe. All right. So the A and E heating and cooling, uh, work van is the gift this week that keeps on giving. Maybe if you see it out in the wild, send me a picture. God, that, that thing's been everywhere. Uh, yesterday I, um, was here doing my thing. And, um, when I was out at the green med, I'm sorry, green medicine shop, visiting those folks, Pooh bear came home and then she left. And then I got home. I have some work to do. I forgot to post the Patreon bonus podcast. So I sat down here for maybe five minutes 
let the dogs out, uh, let them back in, come up here, sit down for five minutes, do some boring shit, get up, uh, walk over, and at the bottom of the steps, Darla is um, chewing on something, and this is not a good sign. It's like, hmm, I wonder what we have now. I wonder what type of uh, piece of clothing or shoe, and uh, it's, well, an entire... Like when you buy um, eight kick uh, eight Kit Kats in a package to put for stocking stuffers, um, she has the whole package, and she's chewing away. She's getting into them. I was like, "Uh oh!" So I go there, and there's one completely empty wrapper. She has gotten into one full Kit Kat and consumed it all. And then she's also has another one open and is starting to uh, get after that. Uh, so I, I gather all of this up and then I, I get her away from it. And then right away, now the next step is you got to do the math. You have to figure out how much chocolate the dog has consumed. Now, I'm enraged. I want to um, get a hold of Diana to yell at her, and I'll explain why in a second. But I first did the math. I looked up that the a dog can consume safely 1.5 ounces or less per 10 pounds of body weight. So... Let's see, that's three three ounces for 20 pounds, six ounces for 40 40 pounds. She's north of 40, so uh, north of six ounces of chocolate is like, because what happens is it just, let's just, it just fucks them up and they just, their heart explodes and they die. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Am I going to have to take, because this has happened before in our house. O'Neill got a hold of um, uh, Halloween candy and did this same thing, and we had to take him in, and then they make him throw up. It was horrible. If you don't do it, I mean, over like several hours, the dogs could get sick and die. So I'm freaking out. Diana's at the YMCA. First, I do the math. Um, So she's consumed one full Kit Kat. The whole weight of the Kit Kat is 1.5 ounces. And the whole thing is not chocolate. Um, In fact, I would say most of it is wafer. Most of the actual 1.5 ounces isn't chocolate. So even if the whole thing was chocolate, if she ate a 1.5 ounce chocolate bar, she's still not going to die. But it was a little disconcerting. I was like, oh, fuck, Jesus, son of a bitch. Now... Then I, like, how did she get this? Now I start backtracking. How did, where did this come from? It turns out that Diana went to the store yesterday to buy all of the stocking stuffers. And she bought four or five gigantic plastic Meyer bags. You know what the, the, the plastic handles full of M&Ms, uh, all these different candies. And I don't know how she did this.
she went to, uh, you know that story, uh, that guy, a kid that shot up the school, Ethan Crumbly, and the mom and dad bought him the gun and like threw it in the sock drawer. Uh, this was more egregious than that. The only way this could be more egregious is if Diana took all the candy, opened them, and put it in dog bowls and said, here you go, eat up. Because it's laying in the middle of the goddamn floor. Candy. Bags of it. And I'm like, what the fuck? She left it all there on on the floor. So now I, um, I texted her. I need you to call me right now. Actually, I texted her before um, I had figured out how much that Darla had consumed because I wanted to know the one that she actually ate, if she had opened that herself and had a snack or something like that. So I wanted to get to the bottom of it. So I wrote, I called her at the Y. She didn't pick up and I wrote, I need you to call me right now. She calls me and I go, did you eat any of this? No. Okay. Uh, now at that point I had learned that she is not in peril. So I'm starting to my, I'm starting to plane out equilibrium. Okay. She's not, the dog is not going to die, but I'm super annoyed that this happened. So I go, did you go shopping for a bunch of candy? Yes. Where'd you put it? Uh, in the bedroom on the floor. And I go four dogs roaming the house at all times, two cats, and you put it on the floor. And right away, the uh, trigger is, is, is now in play. She has enacted the stubborn Irish asshole uh, redhead uh I don't know, Jean. She was like real standoffish and dickish about it. Well, who just lets them wander the house? And I'm like, you know, I turned around for one second. I had no idea there was a a, a candy feast on the ground. When we get home, we let the dogs out. I don't, I don't take ground beef and throw it on the floor. Now I didn't, I kind of, I kept it cool. I go, well, you came home and you set all that uh, candy on the ground. I mean, what do you, with four dogs, how'd that even happen? And I said it like I'm saying it to you. I didn't like say, Hey, fuck face. Like I wanted to, boy, did I want to, um, so I kept it cool, and I said, I think the dog's going to be fine. Time passes, like two minutes, and she calls me right back. Now, at this point, when I see the phone ringing, I know, okay. She knows full well this is on her, okay? And it's at this point, somehow, I don't know if it's the season or what, but this weird thing happened. I couldn't believe it without any snark full of sincerity. I heard these weirdo words. 
I, I, it's tough to remember because I, I don't really hear them that often. But uh, the words were, uh, I'm sorry? Wow, that was something. It was like a different language. And I go, it's okay. Dog's fine. But uh, I don't know. Maybe just be a little more aware. Holy shit. God damn. So that's it. You know, with me, I'm, I'm pretty great because as soon as I hear those magic words and not trying to hear her blame me. Now, what I wanted to hear was, hey, I'm sorry I did that and I'm so sorry I blamed you. I'm an idiot. That's what I should have heard. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers in this household. I noticed that uh, none of the bitches listening to this show are weighing in with what they should say. And that is, women suck. Guys are great. Uh, You're all really, really quiet. (laughs) You're not bitches. I'm sorry. I'm just lashing out. Chris in Buffalo says, we left a bag of semi-sweet morsels out for a week one time. My stupid yellow lab stole it and ate the whole damn bag. That's not the dog's fault. It's your fault, you dick. It happened to be the night we did taxes. That return went right to the vet. Oh, you can't think of it that way. Johnny B. Zero says, I would be pissed off. Chris says, for easy and immediate loss of Pooh Bear points, minus 1,000. I think he might be in the negatives in Pooh Bear points. No, she doesn't know about this shit. She doesn't listen to this. Are you kidding me? No one does. No one in my family listens. If they do, they don't tell me. Chris in Buffalo says, my wife just screamed, don't call the dog stupid, you fuck. Oh, yeah, and I'm screaming it at you, too. It's your fault, you dumb dick. Chewy's first says, I'm glad Darla is okay. Maureen says, I take two little discs of chocolate each day for calcium. I would never leave them where Mocha could get them. Of course not. Uh, Back up. You get your... uh, Calcium from two little discs of chocolate? Are they? Is it like medicine? Is it medicinal that's full of, uh, of, of the supplement? Or do you just go and, you know, get a couple of, get like a Hershey bar? By the way, it's your dog now. The dog is yours. That was so damn annoying. Oh, my God. That right there was real frustration, you know? And I think when you get uh, when you get down to it, most people, like, if you're in your household and you come home from the store with $500 of chocolate and you put it down in front of the dog and then you leave the house and then the dog eats it, Okay, 
when the significant other says, hey, uh, this happened. I mean, I had no idea she bought that stuff. I had no idea she purchased it. I didn't even see it in the fight. I, I don't walk in the house and go, oh, let's see what's on the floor. No, I wouldn't do that. She buys $500 worth of chocolate, sets it on the ground, might as well put it in the dog bowl. Dog see it, eat eats it. And then I call her and I go, did you leave chocolate on the ground? Yeah. Well, who just lets the dogs wander around? I go, uh, us? 24-7? The dogs sleep in our fucking bed. Of course they're going to walk around the house. The fuck do you think? So, problem one. Leaves the chocolate on the ground. Problem two. When I ask about it, gets defensive and bitch and say, oh yeah, who lets the dogs walk around the house? Kuipers says, geez, you complain a lot. Okay. If I complain a lot, you know what you do, don't you? You be quiet a lot. Because I'm giving you 10 minutes on this day of giving. Now I'm annoyed. Let's see. I've given out two red cards in 40 minutes of podcasting. And I have a goal of giving out eight more. Keep it up. Keep it up. You got boom, boom, boom. You and Aram sit there like the fucks that you are and eat that, Kuipers. Kuipers, you realize your brother has five, five kids. You have zero and you're 50 years old. What the fuck? Your brother would like to be an uncle. This guy already has to work till he's 400 years old just to afford, like, college. And here you are, footloose and uh, fancy free, uh, living at mom and dad's house, you dick. Johnny B-Zero says, if Kenny was here, he would automatically get a 10-minute timeout. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Moving on. Uh, my son, Jim, who is uh, 28, has recently been introduced to the Free Beer and Hot Wings show in its current state. He didn't listen to me when I was on it. I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, he didn't listen. He doesn't hasn't listened since. But recently, I did a Facebook post about the great Greg gaslighting incident uh, when he screamed down Kelly Cheese and made her think she was crazy. That whole thing I did a, uh, over a week ago. Well, Jim saw it. And since then, he's um, been picking on them and uh, paying attention to the, some, some of the things that are, that are on there. And he's been sending me updates. 
Um, and now I get updates regularly about what the fuck happens on that show. He listens just to report how shitty it is. So he tipped me off that the other day they did a segment where they got their hands on a piece of audio of, it was like a montage of different people in the music uh, world using the word yeah in their songs. So yeah, whatever, in whatever song. And uh, the idea was, all right, uh, they got it via the prep service, so every radio station in America plays it. It was their turn to play it, obviously. So they play it, and then they're like, oh, well, I, hey, I, hey, I hear Britney Spears. Oh, hey, I hear Dave Grohl. Oh, okay. And then that's it. You know, there wasn't really any, anything interesting about it. It wasn't any, didn't have any big finish. It was just kind of, you know, one of those things. Nothing to it. Well, Jim heard that. And uh, he wrote, I just listened to them after your Facebook Kelly segment. Let me tell you, that show is hot ass. Listen for three minutes and I'm actually upset at the time wasted. I wrote, yeah, it's super, super boring. The term hot ass is hilarious. He goes, I just coined it. Wait until you hear, hear what they did. You'll be amazed that they ran with it. So um, he says, yeah, if you listen to it, just make sure you have like five expendable, expendable minutes that you're okay with. Uh, guess which artist said the word yeah. So since then, I went back and I've started to listen. And yesterday, there was a moment on their show, and this is going to sound like I'm making it up. Do you remember that old Saturday Night Live bit, Coffee Talk, where the two women talk on like public radio or some shit about boring stuff? This has to be covered on Who Are These Free Beers? They did a segment where they read people's Yelp reviews on our national parks. And quite literally, several times, Greg would read, Oh, hey, Yellowstone Park, it's boring. I don't like it. Uh, too much of this, too much of that. And there's like nothing to it. It's just someone's review. And then they're all just going, uh-huh. Wow. Oh, yeah? Okay. What the fuck? Uh, Jim says, I don't get it. And they play nonsensical games that are boring and steer people away. So he's he's picking up on, on the habits of the show. He just wrote to me, quote, have you ever wanted to know how long it takes for paint to dry? Well, we did. Here are guesses next on today's edition of Boring as Hell from Free Beer. Now, that's probably fake, but my God, I don't know how fake it is. Uh, good news. When I was on the way to Green Medical Shop, I was able to really drill down uh, into an episode. In fact, the uh, yesterday's episode. So we have an upcoming edition of Who Are These Free Beers? 
in the hopper. Next week, we will do Who Are These Zanes again because that's what I committed to with Ben. And then the week after, uh, we will bust out the new edition of uh, Who Are These Free Beers. All right. Johnny B zero says I'm going back to work. Hope everyone has a great Christmas. Good luck and have fun at the great food giveaway today. Uh, we will be there next year. By the way, um, I, I will have a show tomorrow. Christmas morning, Christmas. Uh, I think if I start to do a show, I might get my ass kicked, but if I get bored, I may do one. I might even do one on Christmas. The Eric Zancho podcast, Christmas extravaganza. I don't know yet. You never know with me. We shall see. Christmas kind of falls on a weird year this or weird day this year. Uh, Megan says, didn't Blue State Rob say he'd be at the great food giveaway if Ashley and Tim were there? Is he on a plane yet? He did, in fact, say that says uh stevie well i don't know maybe he there's no way come on now and why them are they like the power couple that you aspire to be what is going on with that all right so the great pooh bear candy incident uh we have put it behind us but uh that was fucked up Thank you for watching the show on Twitch, by the way. If you are enjoying the show via Facebook, X, or YouTube, I'm sending you on your way. If you want the full show, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. If you ever want to uh, leave me a message, just send it along in the Shoreliner Striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. The audio podcast is available for you to download wherever you download shows. Thank you so much. The Patreon is where the bulk of my content is. You're thinking, oh my God, the bulk of your content? It's absolutely true. Uh, What I do here on the free platform is, uh, you know, this daily thing, Monday through Friday, but I do a daily thing on Patreon too, in addition to this, where sometimes I drop like very, very personal stuff that... I put behind the paywall because I don't want as many people to know about it, or I like to let them know first and then uh, spread the word via the free platform. Plus that's where we do. Who are these free beers? Who are these Zanes? Um, The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. We started doing who are these Justins, but that pussy ran out of energy and is no longer doing a show. So there you go. Check out Patreon for free. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The open and live stream of this show today. Brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Reach out to Mario today, 231-332-6505. If you're in the market for a mortgage, which for the first time in a long time, the Fed did not raise interest rates a week and a half ago. They suspect 2024 is going to see several drops in the interest rate. Um, Now that they've calmed down the spending, 
to slow the economy. That's, that's, I guess, how they do it, which that means that if the mortgage rate right now for some of you is like seven, seven and a half, it's going to trickle down within a couple of years. We will be in more of a sweet spot. The economy is rebounding. 231-332-6505. When you're ready to get into your mortgage pre-approved for your home today, from anywhere in the U.S., call Mario, 231-332-6505. As I'm talking, I'm standing on one leg and lifting the other one up in the air. People ask, why do you do this? Well, I sit here and I'm old and things start to ache. So I have to do like this kind of like hybrid warrior three pose to stretch out my glutes. Thank you to Rick from TC Paintball. He knows a thing or two about being old. There you go. Um, I think he's in a lot better shape than I am. I can barely fucking move. Uh, Rick at TC Paintball wants you to book an event. Okay? All winter, they're open. Indoor paintball. They'll go outdoor too in the village if the weather's right. Still. Book an event at TC Paintball, the premier paintball destination in the Midwest. Their website, tcpaintballgr.com. People come from all over the place to go to TC Paintball. Uh, Get involved today. Maybe you got a kid who's not involved in sports and you'd like to see him, I don't know, uh, do something fun away from the video games. How about that? Consider TC Paintball. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right. Uh, there's a dude. Every Christmas, these assholes come out of the woodwork. Some some dick, some religious zealot has decided he's going to take it upon himself. Uh, if you have kids listening, just be careful. Some asshole is trying to say that Santa is not real. And he shows up in front of an elementary school to do it. Check this asshole out. A costume Grinch showed up at an Albuquerque elementary school this morning with a message. Awesome. Do you love boating? Awesome. That's that's great. That's great. Yeah, I love boating. Who who doesn't? Actually, I hate boating. Hang on. There we go. At an Albuquerque elementary school this morning with a message some parents say could ruin Christmas. On the sign, that man was trying to convince children that Santa is not real. News 13's Jessica Salinas has reaction from parents. Santa is fake, Jesus is real, is the sign the Grinch greeted students with today at Osuna Elementary School, as he set up right outside of the kindergarten entrance, upsetting parents. To take that in front of little kids and try to destroy their wonder, destroy the magic of Christmas, it makes me, it makes my blood boil. It kind of made me mad, like, you have nothing better to do to get up at 7.30 in the morning and post in front of a kindergarten. <laughs> the lot of, by the way, a lot of cute moms at that school. Grinch spent about 45 minutes outside the school, walking up and down the sidewalk. Last week in Texas, there was a similar stunt with a costume Grinch set up outside a school. We did find through social media posts that the two incidents are connected. Okay, so here's, here's the asshole, this guy right here. Wouldn't it be great? If just once, just once, some dad loses his shit and just beats the fucking shit out of him and whatever, uh, somehow he's not charged or he's charged with a misdemeanor and he's got to go clean up garbage on the side of the highway. Just really fuck him up though. And then everybody knows he's a religious zealot asshole. And, uh, and then let it, let it go. You know, I mean, wouldn't that be just fantastic? Nick says dress up in a Santa outfit and kick his ass. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What a dick. This is every time I see these stories, I, I, I just get even, I get so much further away from organized religion. I really do that the two incidents are connected. In a letter to parents, the principal said she was saddened by the stunt, calling it a nationwide movement, while saying the person behind the stunt was taunting children. Video shows parents confronting the Grinch, some asking if- I need to, I need to see that video. There was a better way to spread his message than at an elementary school. Well, this is a great way, trust me. Jesus said go into all the world, including elementaries, and preach the gospel to every creature. And some continued asking uh. why. The Grinch dished back some mean-spirited replies. Well, if you believe that, then you should go do it yourself. Parents hope this Grinch doesn't steal the kids' Christmas cheer. 
I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. I have a kindergartner, and she's very excited about it. This guy just needs to be choked out. Just get the, just beat the shit out of him. It's Christmas time in Santa, so I hope it doesn't. Jessica Salinas, KRQE News 13. That school principal sent a letter to parents explaining that the district and school police could not intervene because that protester was on the sidewalk, which is public property. Staff redirected students away from the protester to an alternate entrance. Okay, good for them. But, I mean, uh, what about the idea of going to the wrong part of town in, in Albuquerque? You know, it's a big enough town. You might be able to, like, hook up with, like, a biker gang or something like that. Or I don't know, go to some uh, hole-in-the-wall bar and show the video to the toughest-looking dudes there. And say, look, hey, what do you what do you think about this? Oh, it makes my blood boil. All right. Well, we've got a uh, a fun setup to get everybody out of jail. Um, go ahead and let's uh, let's kick the shit out of them. God damn, Chris says Walter White lives there too. Oh my god, greatest TV show ever. One of them. Frozen paintball drive-by on the Grinch. Chris says, I didn't think Boring Dean was allowed within 500 feet of an elementary school. This person says, hey, bro, you want to follow? I follow you, you follow me. I already follow you. Well, sure, I guess. I guess I can follow you. I'll do it later. Thanks anyway. Thanks for being here. I appreciate that. My God, what an asshole. All right. I know it's a good idea to uh, check in. We're going to check in right about now with our pal Kyle. uh, With a company formerly known on this show as Dumpster Divers. Get his take on this thing. It's the holiday season. I uh, imagine he's uh, getting ready. Time for another visit with our pal Kyle. See what he has to say. What's going on in the world from him? Hello, Eric Zane. Eric Zane. All right, hang on a second. I got to turn your volume up. Okay. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Never better. Never better. Uh, so did you see that story I was just sharing with the audience? No, I'm fucking, uh, I I was just, uh, grabbing some coffee from Panera and uh, this one guy was talking to me for like a long time. So I'm on the road, baby. This this guy dresses up in a Grinch outfit, goes in front of a, a kindergarten class and says, uh, Santa's not real. Jesus is. Damn. Uh, How old are these kids? They're like uh, first, second, kindergarten. Very young. Okay. Yes. Are you saying there's outrage? Is that what's going on? Oh, yeah. But there's not enough outrage. I want someone to actually curb stomp them. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You just, I mean, 
depending on who the kids are, they might not understand the Jesus thing. But yeah, you definitely can't tell them that Santa's not real. No, you know yeah. I mean? I mean, who cares about the Jesus thing? It's like, all right, great, Jesus is real. <laughs> I'll give you that. But uh, uh, fucking leave Santa alone, you fucking asshole. I know. Although, like you know, I will say in some regards, like um, in some regards, like no, never mind. I take it back. I was gonna say like. You like in fifth grade or like whatever age you become when like you finally stop. You're like, okay, you know what? None of this makes any sense. I'm calling BS on it. Like, yeah, that's it's not it's not a great moment. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel good. So I mean, in some ways, it might be good to get out of the way when you're when you're super super little. Right. But no, I take it back because those were those were glorious fucking years. You know, um, I think Christians can be some of the biggest assholes on the planet because when was the last time you saw somebody? Are you on Bluetooth? Uh, yes. Oh, it's fucking me up. Oh, is it? Yeah. You me a, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. It's a disaster. Uh, is that better? Yeah. All right, sweet. <laughs> so, uh, when is the last time you saw somebody with a sign that said, uh, Santa is fake, Buddha is real, or Santa is fake, Allah is real? It's always yeah. That's yeah. It's uh, it's always Christians. Yeah. I, okay. So okay. So I'm I'm picking up on the phone. So what is so what's this Grinch guy doing? Like he's paid to be there or something, and just ready to start dropping bombs or what? I don't think so. I think he's just an asshole dressed as the Grinch. He's <laughs> and and with the sign, it's a Santa's fake. Jesus is real. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like if I was the fucking uh, let's see here. Who fucking wrote was that was that Walt, was that a Disney book? Was the Grinch? No, who wrote that fucking book? Do you know? Uh I'm not sure. Was it Dr. Seuss? I don't know. Wait, what yeah, oh it was Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Why did I say Disney? I think it was Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that I would be fucking pissed. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like use the Grinch's likeness to fucking you know what I mean? Like like or even like Jim Carrey's like, you know what, that ain't right. Because fucking uh, we've been in my household, uh with with Jim, we've been watching like both of the Grinch movies, like basically nonstop for like a week and a half now. So I'm 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 in, I'm in that environment like 24 seven these days. So you can't fucking do that, dude. Cause like those, yeah, the Grinch is like, he's a good guy. Is your takeaway, is your takeaway on this, that they can't steal the Grinch? Who gives a fuck that it's the Grinch? It's the sign that, that that's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, um, Fucking! I just like the Grinch. You know what I mean? You can't. You just can't fucking do that to the Grinch, dude. He's a good dude. You should have seen my face when I picked up on the fact that that was your takeaway. I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's like because, like, what am I thinking of? Like any, I don't know. Any fucking time, like anybody wants to use, like, didn't like when a politician say uses like somebody's. Like yeah, I know, a fucking I know, song, I know. and they're like, I don't want you to do that. Like, shut up! Fucking, you, Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I will. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, man. It's uh, here we go, Chris. Hey, my uh, the audience wants you to show up um, at our great food giveaway after party tonight. Oh shit! Tonight, huh? Yeah, we're gonna be at the Beltline Bar, roughly five o'clock, five six o'clock, sometime around there. 
Oh shit! I'm on uh, my uh, the old the old uh, company that I work for that, that doesn't have a name. That's a piece of shit company. Um, yeah, uh, we we are pretty close to the Beltline Bar, so maybe I can fucking uh, text Blue and uh, see if I can not get in trouble if I actually do that. You know what I mean? That's a that's a good uh, a good thing to do. You definitely want to check, make sure that that's okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, I, I, I like me some Beltline Bar, dude. I like fucking Mexican food, dude. Well, there's a ton of people that are going to be there who just love you. They're like fans of you. They want your autograph. They want pictures with you. They just want to they, they, they want to put your physical face behind the voice, you know? Uh, yeah, hell yeah! You know what? I think I'm gonna. Just, I, I think I'm just. You know what? Fuck it! I'm calling the shots today. I'm gonna just call up Blue and say, "Listen, motherfucker." Oh, this no, is what don't I'm, do this that. Is what, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, okay, another week has passed, and we have um, the Lions now looked great again, and that's really fucking annoying, frankly. I know. It, it, you know the crazy part? It, it all it all must have worked out perfectly. Because remember uh, last Thursday when you called me, I had to fucking bring JMO to the dentist, so it yeah. didn't fucking happen. Right. Uh, it it must have had to happen that way for the Lions. I mean, we just fucking like the Lions. We we whipped out our our dicks were so huge that day that we like we fucked the Broncos and we came like directly into their stomach. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, by, we we bypassed all the organs and just launched a two footer right into that stomach, oh. dude. Oh, no. <laughs> that's how I, mean, I mean, 42 to 17, that's our biggest yeah. win this year, right? That was kind of like, you know, in the porno, when the guy's like, his dick is in her mouth, and she's going... <laughs> 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 hey, you're fucking too good at making that noise, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I th- that's uh, they're 10 and 4, and the uh, they only got one team ahead of them, San Francisco. I mean, shit, shit, they could win the whole fucking thing, the NFC. Oh, dude, fucking get this, Eric Zane. This is actually, this happened, this is a recent event. This happened yesterday, and I, I was bitching to Emilio about it. Well, I wasn't really bitching. I, I thought it was pretty funny. But so I'm a part of, and I, and I probably mentioned this a billion times, but I'm a part of, like, various Detroit Lions groups on, on Facebook. Yeah. So anyways, I started noticing this little, um, this little, I don't know what, what the word is. We'll call it an entendre, but I don't really know what an entendre is right now. But um, all these writers, like, you know, NFL writers and blah, 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 they're all making these articles that are like, oh, man, if the Lions fucking try real hard, they can get the number two seed. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I'm sitting here going, like, mathematically, like, we can get, like, we can still get the number one seed. Like, wh- like why are all these writers, like, basically, like, writing the narrative that we can only get the number two seed, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, I posted on that, like, that sentiment, essentially, on the group, like, hey, like, uh, like we can still do number one. Like, I'm not understanding what these writers are talking about. Then, all these supposed Lions fans, like, chime in and they're like oh you gotta be realistic like we ain't getting number one seed like all these like all these people are just like telling me how we can't get the number one seed so i just started i got pissed dude i started like bashing these because you know how people are online they, they, get, they get all like rude yeah and stuff. oh yeah so you start like, a war yeah and i was like you know what? i was like this one guy in particular i was like fuck this guy dude and so i started uh like typing back at him and i was and then i i edited my post and i'm like i think this uh this post is a good one good way to tell like who's actually lions fans and who are the dudes who like think that they should be working for espn right oh, now okay, and are just like you. are they just like waiting for the call you know what i right, mean right right it, it, it was just wild dude but yeah i think we can get number one baby if we fucking try it okay let me tell you this after the chicago loss 
I muted or left all groups on social media. I used to subscribe. Oh, yes, I was subscribing to because I don't want to be in. I don't want to see it during the week. I don't want to think about it. Fuck them. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch pregame. I will pay attention to the game. Like I didn't even. I didn't want to watch the Denver game because it's such an anxiety ride for me. I wanted to just like look at the score. If they win, I'll watch the. Uh, I I'll, I'll watch a replay of the game. But it's so fucking in my head that um, I get so frustrated when they're playing shitty. And you never know who's going to show up that I I can't do it anymore. So this week they play the Vikings and I'm not going to sit down and watch that fucking game. The only reason why oh, I did okay. la- only reason why I did last week is because I had to because of where I was, it was on. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. So you, the, the Denver game you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, dude. I mean, whatever works, you know what I mean? Whatever's going to make us win the game, then you got to do it, you know what I mean? But yeah, to me, I fucking, just I, I can't handle it. It's too much of an emotional investment. I know, seriously, like, when that game started, too, and I think, like, I think, like, Russell Wilson did, like, something, like, really good, like, right off the bat, and I was like, mother, I was like, yeah. fuck, dude, yeah. like, here we go. Yeah. And yeah. Then, it, then it was just pretty much domination of the rest of the way, and I was like, all right, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I, I don't think, I, I, I oftentimes look, I mean, these people who are who stay with them and don't jump off the bandwagon like I do, I think these people <laughs> these people are more likely to like murder their family. These are these are sick individuals who re- who just uh, uh, relish in this, this this sadistic life of following the Detroit Lions. <laughs> See, you're talking about me, basically. <laughs> Maybe don't kill your family, please. I mean, I, I try not to, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm one of those fans, baby. I'm I'm there every day, every fucking, oh. every week, baby. Just to have a, and, uh, here's, what I, here's what I'll say. This is the motherfucking cocksucking part that got me fired up about on this Lions group is the fucking 49ers, right? Like everyone's like sucking on the 49ers dicks, like hardcore. And I'm like, listen, guys, the 49ers straight up like lost three in a row earlier this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they... Like I know they only have three losses total, but like they it came in a fucking bunch, you know what I mean? And and the Lions, we haven't we haven't lost more than one game in a row like the whole year, you know what I mean? So I'm like it can like we're we're more consistent than them in a weird way, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That you know we've only yeah we haven't lost that many games, and we've like you like you're indicating it just doesn't happen that often. So, but all right, and the fact that they lost three in a row, though you're right, but those are the only three that they've lost. Yeah, but you know what? Here's what I'm going to say, just like I say to about every other team. Fuck the 49ers, dude. I hope they fucking lose, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle, uh, this is our last time together before Christmas. Um, do you have any final thoughts that you want to give the audience or things that are on your mind that you'd like to uh, share? Oh, hell yeah. Um uh, this is here, this is really what, I'm, what I want to say about Christmas, dude. I'm fucking, I'm stoked, dude. I'm stoked that, and I hate this about, I hate this like like the way that I'm going in my life, but I hate that Christmas has lost like most of like the like the cool part. You know what I mean? Like most of like that like the magic or whatever. But like like I said before, dude, I'm banking on I'm banking on just living through JMO this Christmas. You know what I mean? Just watching him be fucking fired up and just living that life. Um, and that that's 
That's really all. That's really all I feel about all the presidents get that shit. And here's a, here's a, and I'm just going off on a rant now. But here's basically the reason why like Christmas has lost most of the good shit for me is because like the market or like the economy. Because back in the day, like like early twenties, like I'm, like you know when I'm in college, like I liked to fucking go to the mall, you know, when I was busy as fuck and like with some friends or like whatever, you know, maybe maybe have a couple of drinks or some shit, and then go Christmas shop. You know what I mean? Oh, but okay. now. Nowadays, fucking blue. She like she gets all the presents on Amazon in like August. Like oh, yeah. it's like done in August, <laughs> and I'm like. It's it's just it's a fine, dude. You know, like there's there's nothing cool about it. We just like get packages and then they just I, we just don't think about them for several months. Like I don't get it, dude. No, I do. I want I want to. If I wasn't if I wasn't married to Diana, I would go steal her and make her my wife because I love that and fuck them all. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> no, 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 yes. I, so like three like most like okay every other week. All the other weeks in the year, aside from Christmas, that's that's how I roll. I'm like, fuck them all. Like, I don't even know why it's there. You know what I mean? But yeah, like around Christmas time, I feel like you just got to have something where you're like doing a thing in an area as opposed to just secretly ordering ordering gifts off Amazon. And fucking Bezos, he don't give a fuck, dude. He's just over there like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, whatever. All right, dude, Merry Christmas to you and yours. And I will uh, hopefully we'll see you tonight. If you get around to it, come see us. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that shit happen, baby. And I, I'll text you for some deets. Okay, buddy, I'll talk to you. Thank you. Uh, all right, love you guys. Love you Merry Christmas. There you go, Kyle from a company company formerly known, well, it's still known as Dumpster Divers, but the fucking idiot spent all his money on the thrifty nickel or whatever the fuck. How the fuck did he ruin the story about the Grinch? All anybody wants to do is kick that guy's ass. And he's like, oh, man, oh, dude, you can't steal the Grinch. Oh, man, deuces. You can't steal the Grinch. Oh, my God. Leave the Grinch out. He's like, who gives a fuck about the Grinch? He's telling the kids there's no Santa and saying baby Jesus is coming. That's your take? The Grinch? My God. What a dumbass. Anyway, I love him. Your impression of Kyle is like a male Hurricane Ashley. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, those you guys. Hey, uh, hey, dude, Eric. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like the Grinch. You know, he's like that. But Ashley is like, oh, my God. Fuck you. Suck my dick. I love you. Oh, fucking shit. There's, it's, it's a face. The face is different and the voice is, is somewhat different. Donut Dan is telling me to give Kyle a red card. No, 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 no. That's not red card worthy. It's not even yellow card worthy. Aram, back to his old trick, says maybe the story wasn't told well. Why are you you? You're fucking crazy. You know that? Go read your ADD book or whatever the fuck it is and leave me alone. Chris says, Ashley says, suck my dick more. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Christmas, this mom is getting slammed. I mean, not like no one's having sex with her. 
But a TikTok mom is sharing her rationale about not buying Christmas gifts for one of her kids. This is the video in question. It says she's the question says, are you buying your child a Christmas present? It's a short video. She's whispering it. I'm only buying one of my kids Christmas presents. I don't have a favorite. I will tell you that. She's holding a baby that's about three months old. And she says, but I'm not buying this one a Christmas present. But this one is three months old. By the time Christmas rolls around, she'll be about five. Does she need presents? No, she doesn't. She's too young to understand, appreciate. There is literally no point in buying her a Christmas present. I don't have the money to buy her a Christmas present. I'm on maternity pay. My friends and family are going to buy her presents and that's absolutely okay. I don't have a problem with someone buying her presents. I'm just not going to do it for her. Next year, she'll be 18 months come Christmas. She'll definitely be getting presents then. But for this year, it's a no. Okay. So she got two kids or whatever. The one, the older one's going to get the Christmas presents. The little shit who doesn't know fucking shit about shit isn't going to get any Christmas presents. Now, when I read that, I went, well, yeah, of course. Uh, What's the controversy? I don't, why is that, is that turning out to be like something that people are bitching about? It turns out, yes. But there's blowback. One commenter pointed out a a loophole in the rationale posing the point. If the older siblings believe in Santa, get her something small. So siblings don't question why Santa didn't get her anything. That's one way you could do it. Or you could just say Santa doesn't give little babies anything because they don't know fucking shit. Uh, some people took umbrage with it and offered a lot of flack. How dare you? Well, how are you doing this? Mom slammed after explaining why she's only getting one of her kids Christmas gifts. My God, uh, who the fuck? Is, what, why would you do that? Why would people be pissed off at that? Why can't, why can't they, why can't you see what is so obvious to the rest of the world. Uh, Megan says, if there are older kids, you best get her a gift, you twat. Okay, so Megan is representative of the people that don't like what the mom is doing. So if there are older kids, you have to get the child a gift. Santa loves babies is what she says. Well, that's one thing you could think, which is stupid. Or you could say, uh, yeah, there's a rule at Santa Claus's house that um, if the child isn't old enough to walk, he doesn't get uh, toys because he doesn't even know it. Well, whatever. Say whatever the fuck you want. 
Cole says literally no point to buy the baby presents. Also literally no point for her to make a stupid TikTok. That's true too. She didn't have to do a TikTok about it. Megan then says easy in all caps. So she's yelling at me. Easy. You need to lose the Grinch dude. Get the baby a present from Santa. And then she says, I'm mad at all of you. All right. You could take anything from the house. Anything. Box of rubbers, a spoon, a green pepper from the fridge, and put it in a box and say, for baby from Santa. And if you're, because the kid, if the kids are that young and they're stupid, you could just say, oh, look, baby Megan got a green pepper from Santa. You could do that too. It doesn't matter. Uh, Megan says she's mad at all of us. Donut Dan says wrap a box of diapers. Mission accomplished. Perfect. Yes, that's what the child needs. Diapers. That is the best that is the best way to do this. So Megan as show mom uh and for today show busybody does that qualify? If we give the baby a a package of diapers, wrap them and give them to the baby, does that count? Radio voice Linda says does the baby have a stocking? Get some stuffers at least. Well, yeah, maybe baby stuff, like uh, that thing that pulls the snot out of their nose that drives them crazy. Oh, God, they hated that. Maybe a pacifier, new pair of socks, stuff that you're going to use anyway. That's the way to, uh, you know, negotiate this. And then you just make a video, uh, even though you do that, of the mom saying, yeah, no, we didn't get this kid shit. Because this kid doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And fuck you. Sir Baba Oliver says get something from the dollar store. Doesn't need to be extravagant for someone that little. Maureen says she gets her pets gifts. Yeah, Diana does that shit too. Ben uh, drops. Don't buy the baby anything. Just let it suck the titties more. Ben made a a horrible comment earlier. When I was talking about Kyle from Dumpster Divers, Ben wrote, quote, I want to suck his dick. What the fuck? Are you maybe taking a page out of uh, Jim Norton, who just announced that he likes cock? Quote from Chris, Santa doesn't bring gifts for babies under two because they probably won't live. That's what you need to tell the older kids. Whoa. Okay. Now you've taken all the heat off me. Okay. If Megan was upset at me for my jokes and your joke is quote, Santa doesn't bring gifts for babies under two because they probably won't live. That's what you should tell the older kids. Okay. Now you got to answer, you got to answer to Megan on that. You are, you are 
you have drifted into the deep end. I can't, I can't really uh, wave the uh, uh, Chris flag for the babies won't live. That's what you tell the older kids. Megan says, I don't comment on dying babies. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. You shouldn't. Chris is dead to you. She says she's judging the shit out of me. Out of me? What did I do? Uh, I said, go ahead and get the baby a bag of diapers. And I asked you what you thought about that or a package of diapers. And you didn't comment. Oh, she says she's judging Chris, not me. Well, it happens. It definitely happens. Chris is 99 times out of 100 uh, on the up and up. But I don't know about the tell the tell the kids your kids your baby's going to die joke. That might not fly. That might even earn you a nomination for asshole of the day. All right. Much to do about nothing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Frank Fuss. From my policy shop insurance, the licensed independent agent slash broker, I keep thinking about uh, Matt Kuypers and his now family of five. I follow him on Facebook, and there's a picture of Matt holding all three of the babies. And he put the uh, little fella, he put a Michigan hat on the little fella. Uh, those little ones have to spend a few more weeks in the hospital as they... Uh, as they kind of, um, you know, make sure that they're up and running appropriately and then they go home. That'll be a spectacular day. Holy shit. I bring it up because of the importance of life insurance. Okay, do this for your family. Reach out to Frank to get information on a life insurance policy for you and yours. Just a little bit of money each month and then they are set in the unlikely event of something catastrophic happening. This is very, very important. Reach out to Frank. Go to the website, buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. And he'll help you every step of the way. Uh, probably a good idea to take advantage of the free furnace tune-up sometime soon. You have 10 days from right now until this offer ends. Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, has teamed up with DTE Energy, which is the gas company here in beautiful West Michigan. And uh, if Joe does the tune-up for your furnace, which you should do every year, that is required maintenance, DTE pays the bill. No questions asked. He walks into your house, does the work, says hi to you, flirts with your wife, and walks out. No money leaves your pocket. He informs DTE that he did the work. They pay him. How great is that? Don't let his shitty looking van fool you. This guy is on the up and up. You know, sometimes you see somebody in a rundown beater like he drives after Chris the Mexican destroyed it. And you think, what am I dealing with here? That's a bad image. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. The van will be fixed soon enough. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, the site of Great Food Giveaway number four. 
in a matter of hours. Thank you. 616-532-6600. Reach out to them when you have anything that you need taken care of to keep your car running on the road. They have free loaner cars for you to use. You can drop the car off early before the hours begin of the day and pick it up late. All the details are given to you. Reach out to Irvine's at 616-532-6600. That's ervines.com, ervines.com. I talked about this story a little bit on the Patreon, and I want to get into it again. It's uh, honestly one of my favorite things that um, that I've seen or heard in some time. It's, 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 it's fantastic that it happened. And in a lot of ways, it's frustrating. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, was on a talk show on one of the New York TV stations. And he said one of the dumbest, most out of left field, weirdo things you've ever heard. Can you imagine if you were with someone and they said, tell me what you think about New York. And, uh, he went and said something like, man, this city is something. Any given moment, you can wake up and you can see jetliners flying into buildings or a Broadway show. We got it all. The mayor of New York said that. Why? We don't know. And then equally jarring and amazing was the gaslighting to try to convince us that he didn't say that and it's everyone else's fault and even changed the scenario from planes flying in the buildings to plane landing on the Hudson. Adam said right here on PIX11 is raising a lot of eyebrows and causing quite the stir on social media. Yeah, the interview airing last Sunday morning on PIX on Politics asking why 9-11 was invoked in this exchange. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, okay, now he could go any direction. Happiness. Hope. And then just throw a top of his head. He could just throw anything out. But he fucks it up from the beginning by gives him, giving him two words. And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. What the fuck are you talking about? How did you fucking manage that? Right now, an assassin's bullet needs to fly in from that window behind him and hit him in the head for that one. Well, the comment quickly going viral. So we wanted to follow up with the mayor. And today, PIX11's Henry Rossoff did just that, asking if he regretted mentioning 9-11. Okay, now listen to this gaslighting. The mayor saying no, citing the quote, sentence police. He then elaborated further. And using the analogy of the complexity of what could happen in this city from planes landing on our Hudson River uh, to all the other things, that was my comment. Those who take my comments in good faith are not going to try to turn them around. Those who have what those evil feelings in their that? heart is going to take it that way. 
All right, you heard the mayor what an to the mayor asshole. Hudson saying that was his comment. Now, he did not mention that on Picks on Politics. He also told the media no one knows what he deals with every single day and says people will always find a reason to knock him. Oh, God! Oops. How stupid is that? Out of the blue, he, first of all, going the route of New York, this is the place where you can see planes crash into the Trade Center or you can celebrate a new business opening. When asked about it, he said, oh, yeah, you know, sentence police. Oh, yeah, sure, nitpick. Context. Context? We played the whole goddamn clip. Well, yeah, well, what I meant was you can see a plane land on the Hudson. What? No, you didn't. You didn't say that, you asshole. My God, what a dick. Linda says he's really dumb. She also adds he's also being investigated by the FBI. The FBI investigation into Mayor Eric Adams is focused on campaign money, favors, and possible foreign influence, according to officials briefed on the investigation. Well, I had no idea. I, I don't know anything about this guy. Dan says, I bet his, I bet this ass leaves chocolate on the floor for his dogs. Yeah. You forgot. And then gets pissed off when the dogs eat it. And someone says, why did you leave chocolate on the floor? My God, what an asshole. I cannot believe that happened. It's like they said, look, mayor, you're in some deep shit. First of all, you said, yeah, come to New York. You can see a, a, a plane fly into a building or open up a new business. You're in deep shit for that. So all you do is talk about Sully Sullenberg landing the plane and no one will notice that you said terror attack. Just take the other plane incident. Not a single person will pay attention. You're safe with that one. And then act. Like it's you, and then you act indignant that they're trying to run you out of office. Maybe blame a white guy here and there. Have a couple of uh, pissed off looking black women next to you. And uh, there you go. That's it. Play the race card if there's any more problem. What an asshole. That is unbelievable. All right. Thank you to the King's Room Barbershop for being on board with this show. Three locations, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and at 82136th Street in Wyoming, Michigan. King's Room Barbershop, where kings get their hair cut. Kings and chicks who get their hair cut short. Quote from Andy. I go, can women get their hair cut? Yes, if they like their hair cut short. Okay. Haircuts are $19. Head to their website, kingsroom.net, to see who's working and when. If you have a preferred stylist, or just go and make friends with a new one. Andy and Colleen own the joint. If they're cutting your hair, that one of them is cutting your hair, mention EZ. If not, mention EZ to one of the fine stylists who will then pass it along. Thank you so much. Uh, schedules, exact locations, all at kingsroom.net. Can't go a minute without thanking Impact Power Sports. Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. That means something in the industry. Yamaha makes the best number one golf uh, golf carts in the world. Okay. And they are now 
being sold at King's Room. I'm sorry. Damn it. Maybe one day. They are now being distributed and sold at Impact Power Sports. That's what happens when you combine sponsors. Online at Impact, Impact Power Sports MI. I'm having a terrible time. I apologize. All sorts of toys you can purchase there. Head over to Rockford, Michigan. Impact Power Sports. ImpactPowerSportsMI.com. And finally, the Grand Rapids Gold get back in action. They're playing right now, but they're playing at a what's called a showcase tournament event in Florida. I don't know. But uh, they are back in town January 2. I want to see you at the game. Go to GrandRapidsGold.com to buy tickets. The G League affiliate of the world champion Denver Nuggets. Great times at the Grand Rapids Gold game. We put a lot into the fan experience. $2 beers, $2 dogs for sale on Thursdays and Fridays with your Grand Rapids Gold. Um, All right. Kenny's talking about Mayor Eric Adams. He could have literally said anything else but mentioned those two events. Mentioned how they have two NFL teams or whatever. Even if he started that thing off with, well, New York. That's what's on my mind. That's what people got to know. New York, this is the city where, of course, you can see a Broadway show. You could head to Times Square. You could tour the greatest park in the world, Central Park. So many fantastic things come to mind. A city uh, uh, back on the rise. You know, you could say anything, any of the usual platitudes or things that you say when you're talking about the good parts of the city. And the first thing out of that fucking asshole's mouth is New York, where you can see a jetliner plow into our trade center or open up a new business. My God. I think we have a winner for the asshole of the day before we even, I still have one more segment, but I know that this next next segment is not going to uh, produce an asshole of the day. Kenny says our black guy, Eric voice is great. Let me tell you something about New York. That voice can be used for Eric Adams or OJ Simpson. Hey, X-World, it's yours truly. Spending time looking for the real killer. I'm a big fan of um, impressions uh, based on race. Race and um, part of the country you live in. And ethnicity. You can't do that on the radio. Like if I said, hey, this is an impression of OJ Simpson. Hey, X-World. That you get fired. Uh, Yesterday, I sat down here. And I I talked about this recently. And um, I kind of gave a lot of background on it. And I'm not going to give all the background right now on this. But... uh, I do need to talk about this. This is very, very important. It's it's kind of weird that yesterday, in fact, about three weeks ago, I saw something in my cabinet, my coffee cup cabinet. And there's dozens of coffee cups in there. And I keep this one coffee cup up high so that I don't use it that much. And the reason why is because the handle has been broken off. Um, and it is, uh, I got it in 1990 or 1991. Typically, I go through the cupboard and I just throw out coffee mugs because you're constantly getting new ones. 
This one stays in a special place, and I rarely bring it out. But about a few weeks ago, for no particular reason, I brought it out on this show, and I held it up. I go, hey, look, at this is my uh, my very, very special coffee mug. And since then, I put it back into rotation, and I've been using it. And uh, the reason why it's important, because it represents, first of all, um, a time in my life when I decided that I... Um, I really wanted to be a morning radio guy because I was interning on the Riff Rock and Roll Morning Show with Ken Calvert, Lynn Woodison, TC, high in the sky with traffic, and Fred McLeod. I was 20 or 21. I think I was 20. 19, 19 turning 20 that summer. Just prior to that, during the school year at Central, the guy on this coffee mug, Calvert, came to speak at Central Michigan University where I was a student at the uh, Great Lakes Radio Conference. And he speaks to broadcasters, young broadcasters. And uh, he told a story and... He spoke to me. I mean, I I could feel it. I could feel him speaking to me. And I'll never forget because he was so uh, energized that for some reason, while he was telling the story that was important, he started to cry. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's fantastic. And I was so fired up then. I said, that's it. That is it. Now, uh, back up. Some of you may remember that when I was growing up, My mom would go to work and I'd have to get myself off to school. I would turn on the radio to this radio station and listen to uh, the riff to JJ and the morning crew. And then Calvert was on after that middays. So I, uh, he wasn't, I mean, I knew of him. I would listen to him, but it was JJ and the morning crew. And then you hear Ken Calvert later on the day. So, I I mean, from a very young age, I was aware of the entire WRIF um, on-air staff. They were superstars. So this was in my blood at a young age, but it wasn't until the Great Lakes Radio Conference that I heard Calvert. I was like, oh, my God, this motherfucker, he's got it. At the time, he was also the PA announcer for the Detroit Pistons, and he kind of took public address to a new level with how he delivered it, just the way he did it. It was different. And um, so when I started doing PA in... 1999 I I was taking a page off Calvert I was like oh this he's got it down I gotta I gotta figure out what he's doing and kind of put my own spin on it and, and that's it um so then I you know after I saw him speak at the Great Lakes radio conference I uh applied for an internship at the riff and I was so happy because I can be the intern and then now I'm gonna go during the day and pass out bumper stickers and shit like that. And then they just, it's like the seas parted for me because they hung a bulletin board up on our little intern area, morning show intern needed. I said, Oh my God, I can't believe this. I've been here a day and a half and I've got a possibility to work with the, the fucking man. And I got it. I'm the intern. I have to get up at the butt crack of dawn. I have to get him coffee 
and then they let me do some very basic rudimentary uh, 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 jobs and things like that, boring shit, but I, I was all about it. And if I could walk into the studio and then I, I would sit there, wait by the door until the on-air light would come off and then I'd walk in and they said, oh, why were you waiting? Uh, I want to wait till you were off. The- no, no, no. You just come in because I've got like their coffee or, or something or a note or pass some. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're part of the show. So you just come in. You have to wait by the door, Eric. Oh, okay, great. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. So this then led, and, and some of my jobs were no shit. Like I had to go out and check on his car. He got a new hot rod or something. Hey, can you go check on my car? You got it, Ken. Boom. I'm gone. Um, I get to 91 rock FM and I start doing the shows that you've heard on, on, um, who are these Zanes with Jason Smith, when I'm the tune man and all that shit. That's how this fits in the timeline. Okay. This is all important. Um, well, Ken died. Yesterday. He was 72. Um, As time passed, I got to know him pretty well. I've talked about this before, but um, my agent, Novak, was his agent for years, building his career. So when I was, when Novak was representing us, I was like, holy shit. And um, I reintroduced myself to him over time and he remembered and I, I had an opportunity to tell him that he was very important to me. So that was, that made me feel good. And it made him feel good. Um, my boss at GRD JT, he ended up going to riff, uh, and W actually WCSX Kent station at the time. And, um, Ken and I were talking quite a bit about he, what, Hey, what do I expect with JT? He's a new boss. Oh my God. So I had a lot of chats about that. And then finally, somehow, um, 10 years ago yesterday was the day that he announced that he was done at WCSX and uh, his, his career was over. Um, we had a lot of fun conversations after that. He tried uh, podcasting for a little while. It was a little weird because um, as the years went on, I would, I would oftentimes text him and then I didn't hear back. So it kind of just fell off and I would continually I kept trying to text him. We, a couple of times we went to Mark Ridley's comedy castle and, and saw, uh, Kathleen Madigan. It was Ken and his wife, Diana and I. And, um, this is when I was still on Freeburn Outwings and my career was still ta- still going. It hadn't yet ended. And, uh, I, I did have the moment where I was like, Oh my God, I'm sitting with Ken Calvert. Holy shit. So you can understand 
that I'm upset because if he was probably, there was a lot of influence on my life in this career from Detroit radio, from that radio station in particular. But uh, when I, I made the decision to be on the radio and more like, I'm going to try to do this. It was that moment at college that I said, that's it. So, Uh, when I heard he had passed, it was uh, it was a shock. I heard it this morning. Ken was uh, instrumental. He was a record rep in this picture right here. Uh, I forgot what, because he did radio, and then he uh, he got out of radio for a little bit and was a uh, a record rep. And he introduced. He is in between. Um, Bob Seger and Bruce Springsteen. This is the first time Bob Seger met Bruce Springsteen and Ken introduced them. Bob, Bruce, Bruce, Bob. This is Ken with the Pistons. Ken on the radio. And then, um, Isaiah Thomas from the Bad Boys, the Detroit Pistons, also uh, offered his condolences and posted a video of uh, Calvert as the PA announcer for the Pistons, introducing the entire team at the uh, when they won the championship in 1989. So, rest in peace, Ken. You were one of a kind. Thank you. And now, to introduce to you the basketball champions of the planet Earth, the public address announcer for the world champion Detroit Pistons. The Cal, Ken Calvert. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the Assistant coach Brendan Malone. 
the other half of the Twins, here's Brendan
Uh, that was Ken Calvert introducing the Pistons. What a uh, absolute joy. May he rest in peace. All right, uh, asshole of the day is the mayor of New York. Thank you for, uh, thank you for uh, uh, following along with what I was just describing. I appreciate that. Uh, it, fit in, it fit in quite well, so I'm, I'm glad I was able to talk about it. 